Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Welcome, everyone. My guest today is HousingWire CEO Clayton Collins to talk about the executive interviews he does on the Powerhouse podcast and what he's learned from talking to leaders of some of the biggest and most successful mortgage lenders. Clayton, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Sarah. Happy 2024. Right? Is it nice to be the guest? I mean, you're usually the host too, so here we go. Yeah, you and I have gone back and forth a couple times in the last uh, last four weeks, hosted you on the show formerly known as Housing News, and now I am over here on Housing Wire Daily. Absolutely. And that is why I wanted you on because I wanted to talk about Powerhouse, which is our rebranded Housing News and um, let's talk all about that. First of all, great name. I think you came up with it. I was in on that session. I came up with some things you didn't like any of mine. Hey, just- the credit in a whiteboard session goes to the group. I can't take all the credit, but it was my idea. Just so you know, <laughs> it was your idea. I remember. And as soon as you said it, we're all like, "Oh yeah, yeah, that totally that makes it." So let's talk first about housing news. Give give us some background here. Um, you know, housing housing wire daily is easy to understand in the sense of like it's for people who want to get their news in the audio format instead of, um, you know, reading it, or it, it just becomes part of their day because it's a daily format and it's almost always news focused, but housing news, uh, named that way five years ago, it, it has changed several times. Yeah. I don't want to play revisionist history here, but like if I have my po- housing wire podcast history, correct housing news was our first podcast before housing wire daily or the first one that really like found its legs. And, um, when we launched Housing Wire Daily, we had some discussions like, all right, so we have Housing News, we have Housing Wire Daily, both of them are covering housing news and talking about the most important stories crossing our news desk. How does one show evolve or differentiate? One of the ways we differentiated was by me hosting one and you hosting the other. That's a pretty big one. We have different different styles, different uh, topics we like to talk about. But what really started to happen once you really changed the trajectory of housing wire daily and started reaching such a huge part of the industry every single day is that housing news, the show formerly known as housing news started to become an interview show where I'd invite executives from the industry on each week. And we started talking to those executives about the news. Like, Hey, this is what's happening at rates. This is what's happening in headlines or regulatory. But that shifted a little bit because what I learned as a host is these executives have so much to share and it's the, the knowledge is often deeper about business strategy and marketing and sales and entrepreneurship and technology and running efficient operations and all the topics that entrepreneurs think about all the time. And um, I don't know that all independent mortgage bank or real estate brokerage executives think about themselves as entrepreneurs, but when you really start peeling back the layers, it's an incredibly entrepreneurial industry. And I've just developed a love for having these CEO to CEO or entrepreneur to entrepreneur conversations with the most impactful executives in housing. So that's really how the show formerly known as Housing News really started to depart from being a, a news focused show and more of an executive spotlight and strategy podcast. 
and it is now powerhouse. And I think it, it really speaks to your strengths. So, I mean, that's who you are. You are that person. You love talking to other executives. And I feel like you have a different conversation with them than say I would, or someone from the newsroom would, you're really talking to them on a peer level about things that they really care about. Yeah. I think if I do this right, that's the the value I can bring. Like I have to make a lot of the, the same decisions and set the same strategies as executives in other industries. Uh, now that some mortgage lenders and real estate brokerages have gotten so large, it's hard to compare directly with um, some of these companies that are worth tens of billions of dollars. But uh, I do my best. And when it all boils down to like the the origin stories, all of these founders, all of these CEOs started somewhere and they made some really smart decisions along the way that helped them build large, impactful organizations. So through Powerhouse, we hope to unpack those decisions that helped them build these businesses that now have an impact on thousands or, or even tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of homeowners and consumers every single year. Well, that's a natural segue into give me a give our listeners a little bit of idea about your background and and how you came to Housing Wire. So I was at Housing Wire before you uh, bought the company, and um, loved my time before that. Uh, have loved my time since then, and just the trajectory that we're on as a company is really fun. Oh, Sarah, I've been in the seat for seven and a half years now. It's that's not even a fun question anymore. But I, but I, I know there's your audience has grown so large that uh, there's definitely people I haven't had the chance to interact with yet. But um, I still do think that's this story is more interesting to you since you were such a key part of it um, than, than everybody. But uh, you know, to go back to the beginning. I started my career in, in banking, a uh, large retail depository based in New York, did everything from being a teller to branch manager to running sales and marketing at a, at a national level for, for cross-sell and other retail initiatives, all during the, the GFC. So not a lot of mortgage lending happening in 2008, 2009, 2010, but uh, an incredible place to learn about the banking and financial services industry. I, I went on and did a few years of m and advisory and fell in with a group that did a lot of work in media. And we advised some large national and international media companies on buying and selling businesses. And uh, I found a, a knack and a passion for, for media M&A, which is um, what, uh, you know, inspired me to run out, get out on my own and search for a business to acquire and operate. And in 2016, was fortunate enough to to meet the founders of Housing Wire and close a transaction. And uh, that deal was really structured as an owner or founder transition scenario where I had the chance to um, kind of uplift my my wife and I were in New York and got a splitting time between New York and Charlotte and moved to moved to Dallas, Texas to to run Housing Wire. That's where you and I initially met. Um, and it's been wild to see what we've accomplished and done and changed in the last seven and a half years since April 2016. Almost eight years, Sarah. Wow. It's, uh, Almost eight scary. years. That's so wild. And of course, we've made some strategic acquisitions since you've been here, right, at Housing Wire Acquired Real Trends, uh, Reverse Mortgage Daily, and most recently, Altos Research. So three very key acquisitions for us. Yeah, I mean, the strategy's been you know the same since the beginning. Like, we believe that Housing Wire had an incredibly powerful model as a, a news and information business and had built a really impressive audience and news capability in the early years. And 
I saw an opportunity and our investors saw an opportunity to expand what was focused on a tight niche in mortgage and mortgage executives to a broader housing industry-wide information services company. And the, the tuck-in acquisitions and, and the organic investments that we've made have been all on the theme of helping us provide the, the full picture to housing professionals. And we didn't have that phrase, the full picture back in 2016, but it's something some of our our partners at Thousand Watt helped us uh, kind of really get to the core of what we're trying to achieve here at Housing Wire, which is to serve housing professionals with the full picture and bridging Housing Wire from mortgage origination and servicing and secondary markets, news and information into real estate through the acquisition of Real Trends and reverse mortgages through the acquisition of Reverse Mortgage Daily. And in 2022, bridging into the world of active market housing data with Altos Research has really helped us take steps toward being that information services company that does provide housing professionals with the full picture. And um, that full picture strategy comes through in, in these podcasts. So what you're doing here with Housing Wire Daily, which spotlights the top stories and the news makers and the, the writers and editors and reporters from your newsroom that are covering everything from big... Um, you know, uh, controversy and how loan originators are managing commissions. I, that's, that's, you know, it's a story that's still in development to the commissions lawsuit on the real estate side, reverse mortgage daily with Chris Clow. Um, we're covering so much and, and I dare I miss the contributions of Mike Simonson and Logan Motoshami on the, the housing data front. And so the full picture happening here with Housing Wire Daily and um, also the full picture happening over at Powerhouse. And what I hope to do through the interviews in the Powerhouse podcast is help reveal the full picture of how some of the CEOs and founders of the largest companies in the housing world built what they built and kind of peel back the layers to understand their entrepreneurial ambitions and what they're trying to achieve and how they want to impact and change the housing industry through the businesses that they're operating. So we see that as another lens of the full picture. It's definitely another lens and it really, um, you know, what they, how they're approaching things, the actions they're taking ripple down and affect everybody. They affect the, uh, the whole industry, right? Because you're, you're not having on somebody who's like, Oh, low level, whatever. I mean, you're having on the top people to come in and really give you sort of a, how I built this, but also like, what's my strategy during these really tough times. Yeah. I mean, when we looked at the episodes in 2023 that did exceptionally well with, with Housing News or the show formerly known as Housing News, as I'll keep repeating, um, there was three categories that really popped out where the audience responded really well. So things about um, industry learnings on servicing and origination tactics, so like tactical knowledge. And we had some executives on that really shared like, hey, this is exactly how we're, we're doing this. This is a tactic that we are taking inside of our servicing portfolio to increase retention or boost revenue this is a tactic we're doing in our originations business to increase um, pull through or increase margins. Um, the next category that got a lot of attention was, was leadership and corporate strategy. So 2023, 2022, challenging years for the industry. And I think in these challenging times, the topics of mindset and leadership really come to the forefront and leaders that are rattled from a mindset perspective or fall into the background when they're tasked with truly giving leading from the front and showing the organization how it's supposed to be done they're not winning so there was a big emphasis on leadership and strategy in the the top episodes from 2023 and, and finally housing market data and intelligence and we had some amazing analysts and economists on the show um, including Marina Walsh from the NBA, which was one of our top episodes from last year, to spotlight some of the 
the data and learnings that they're seeing in their research. So a lot of the things that really popped with our audience in the last several years are things I want to keep bringing back to the forefront under our new brand powerhouse. So we're going to really focus on CEO to CEO conversations. Um, I, it's, uh, we want to talk to the the women and men in charge. We want to talk to the men and women who are leading the strategies, and we we want that perspective. We'll also probably bring on a few economists and analysts because it's so fun to couple that analytical perspective with what we're hearing from top executives in the industry. So I I, I still love to kind of intertwine those two topics and two kind of leader categories in in the powerhouse flow. You know, I I always thought it was a great show, but I think over the last year. Um, you really see like leadership gets tested in a time like 2023. It's It was easy to feel like we're all, you know, everyone's a brilliant person in 2021, right? I mean, you just basically had to, you know, like tread water, you know, it, it was really a, a whole different set of problems or challenges. But 2023, it's like, we really see who, who the leaders are and how they're doing it because they're going to have to be cutting staff. They're going to have to figure out the volume. They're going to have to right size. They're going to have to uh, keep the people who are still there inspired, figure out new products and services. I mean, it is a, it was a really tough year. And there's not a hundred percent agreement on what the appropriate strategy was in 2023. So 2024 will be a year when the, the strategies are really tested. So did people kind of right size their cost structure to the right degree? People who didn't right size their cost structure, do they die this year or do they re- like have more muscle on the bone and accelerate faster? And we're going to start to see how some of the strategic decisions that have been made in the last 18 to 24 months, who was right? who gains market share, who accelerates out the gates the fastest, who's staffed and ready to capitalize on any small refi booms or increases in purchase demand, or if we see a kind of a sustained flat market, who's able to continue operating at least at break even and hopefully at a profit and not keep sucking cash out of the coffers, which um, is, you know, as a practice, it can't go on forever. I, I think you're the perfect person to have these conversations. So, you know, if people haven't met you in person, one of the things I love about traveling with you is it does not matter. We'll meet somebody in an airport. We meet someone in an Uber, if we're sharing an Uber with someone, and you're like asking really interesting questions about their business. I mean, you, you are just like, you love it. It's your passion. And, and you'll take every opportunity to be like, well, tell me about this. And I always learn a lot, but I, I think that's just who you are. That's, that's really the, the essence of it. I think you're giving me more credit than I deserve. I usually feel like when I'm on the road, I just want to put my AirPods in and like pretend I'm not talking to people. But hey, maybe maybe I show my better side when I'm with you, Sarah. We should travel more together. We should. No, we always have a, a good time. And I feel like you're such a connector. You know so many people. And it's one of the other, you know, it's the thing about your personality. And, and I think why this is such a great fit for you, because you connect with these people at different times. And then, and then I know that you... Uh, maintain those connections. So um, anyway, it, it makes for a really good conversation. And I know as somebody who's like, when I interview executives, you don't always know at the beginning of the conversation, what's going to be the most interesting, right? You have to probe a little bit to really get to the stuff beyond just like, oh, I'm the things I always say, right? And, and like, I think one of the, you know, 256 podcast episodes in with housing news, and like, you learn a few things. And um like we've definitely learned that direct relationships with our guests is how you get 
the best content and like that that falls to communication cadence so if we're planning an episode and we do it all through a pr or marketing or comms team the episode usually falls a little flatter than expected but if we have a direct line with the executive like for some reason the shows just go better um if we're interviewing a ceo who owns a majority of the business and you know has control over what they can talk about those shows often tend to go better than interviewing executives like deeper in an organization who have to like clear messaging with pr teams and i was just talking to our guests that we're dropping in the first episode of powerhouse this week when this episode launches and part of my task as a host and an interviewer is like hey, i'm never putting words in a guest's mouth like it's uh i'm asking questions having a conversation like we'll go as far as the the guest wants to go and i think that's uh you know a exciting part of the way that i host this show is i've um have, have the ability to keep asking follow-up questions and dig deep into topics that guests care about but not you know, dig too hard in areas they're just not interested in. And uh, we could talk to every mortgage and real estate executive in the country about rates and inventory. And like, maybe there's some like relevant feedback loops, but like, I can assure you that those are not topics that are going to get those executives excited. So like what I've really charged with, with powerhouse is figuring out the topics that get executives excited and digging in on those areas. Cause that's where we're going to learn. And that's where we're going to get truly unique insights that you just can't get elsewhere. Well, it's so funny because I just got off a podcast with Logan and what did we talk about? We talked about rates and inventory. So very different, uh, you know. I mean, no, but you found the stuff. one person who can talk about rates and inventory every week and be excited about it. Uh. <laughs> it's true. It's really not fair because, you know, he, he sort of carries that conversation, but no, I think this is. Uh, I think this is a really good point. It's it's what our it's what our audience is tasked with, though. They have to talk about rates and inventory every single week. So, like the power that Logan brings through being able to bring excitement to mortgage rates and inventory and like basic housing economics is phenomenal. I hope that his excitement and passion rubs off on the audience because like if you're you know an originator and you're bored talking about rates then mercy like that job's got to be um like pretty tedious and probably not an extremely long tail but logan i think brings a, a layer of excitement to something that um you know in most market cycles doesn't change too often but we've been in a market cycle where rates have uh, been a little more volatile than than we'd all hope for um but as you kind of start talking to CEOs of mortgage banks, like, yeah, like they're watching the data, watching the rates, watching the inventory. But like there's more interesting things that you can really learn from 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 those leaders. And like that's what I really want to peel back and like unique strategies, unique tactics, unique belief systems and frameworks that have helped them differentiate and build businesses that are larger than they ever thought or their friends or family ever thought that they'd be able to do. And that's that's always the root of these entrepreneurial stories. Um, I think that goes, it really ties into the full picture in another way is that um, one of the things that we see is like, it can be kind of lonely at the top. I and mean, we, we talk about that, but like, it's such a unique business. Um, it's such a, it has, it has all these things that change so often. Um, and it's not like people always go to school to, to, to run a mortgage company, right? There's not this clear, like, here's your path. So I think what you provide there, um, just like we do in our CEO groups, just like we do in our Vanguard forum um, and our at our events is like a place where people can learn from their peers um, in a safe way. And like, and it's a kind of knowledge you don't, you're not going to get anywhere else. Yeah. So like for the audience members who aren't familiar with our CEO groups, this is a business that we operate through, through real trends and we bring together 
broker owners and CEOs of some of the top real estate brokerages and lo- state and local real estate associations and MLSs to to work with each other and learn from each other. All non-competitive, they're in like different parts of the country. We found it more cha- challenging to build non-competitive peer groups and mortgage since people tend at the, you know, at least the top of the the humda tables uh, tend to play at a regional or or national level. So most lenders are competing against each other in some way or or another. We've been able to kind of surmount or surpass that, that challenge with the Vanguard form at the gathering. And it's wild to see a couple hundred executive leaders come into one room and like we put mics out on the floor so people can talk and interact and like, truly like collaborative, vulnerable, um, uh, value ag conversations and presentations in a room of peers and competitors. And I think what you start to see as you meet more executives in housing and mortgage and real estate um, is that there's brutal competition um, in market, but there is a level of camaraderie amongst leaders because there's so much respect for how hard it is to build and operate these businesses. And most people in this industry have like, you know, their, their niche of sort, their area of strength. So like, it's not as competitive and, you know, with every competitor as it might seem, but uh, it's been pretty phenomenal through the gathering, which was formerly uh, um, housing more annual uh, that like bringing like the, this form of leaders together into one room and seeing them collaborate. I think it worked better than we ever thought it would. I mean, we were excited about it and then it kind of took on a life of its own. And we were like, wow, that was really amazing. That guy stood up with the microphone and said that in front of everybody. And then people answered him back and like, there was a conversation. Yeah. It's I'm part of an, like an executive peer group. And like part of the training for that is like helping you get to the 5%, like the 5% you don't share with, with anybody else. And we took that, um, we took that concept of the 5% and help coach speakers to like share the 5% that you don't share on social media or don't share in your company town halls. And, um, you know, a few of those speakers said like, you know, sayonara, I'm not getting up on stage and like sharing the 5% that I don't share with my family. Are you nuts? Why would I share that with my competitors? But others got up on stage and did. And the bond and trust and like team building that, that, that occurred with like the other audience members who attended that event was phenomenal. And that was, it was off the record. Like we don't share those conversations on the podcast or on the pages of housingwire.com, but in that room, it was open, it was vulnerable. And, um, that's taught us a lot about how we can take that type of storytelling and bring it to the pages of housing wire, bring it, bring it to the podcast because ultimately without humility there there really isn't like trust and like real relationship building and uh i mean i think that's an important part of storytelling and and content strategy is like knowing when where and how to be vulnerable and and be have humility and be humble and like that's um i think it's an important part of like what we're trying to do at housing wire by telling the full picture because i know our audience would be much much less interested in our content if everything was braggadocious wins and like all it was is like so-and-so hit an origination record. So-and-so opened 14 new, new offices and are in the Sacramento area. Like, like we're, we are flush with press releases. Uh, Sarah's flush with press releases of people wanting her to publish that content through the pages of housing wire. And um, we know that doesn't serve the audience well, but 
the full picture kind of backed with the, the, the honest story behind what people are building, the biggest challenges, the biggest opportunities, um, the biggest focus areas. I think that actually adds value to our audience, adds value to our readers, adds value to the industry and ultimately benefits homeownership. I think it's one of the things that we can uniquely do too. Um, it would be really hard for one of these competitors to have this sort of organization, you know, to have an event and invite all those other people there and, and, and get this. It's just something that we, we get the privilege of doing. Um, I see it uh, just like we, we can talk back maybe to regular regulators or people in Congress or uh, other elected officials in a way that like people in our industry who are regulated by those people and don't want to, you know, see any, any pushback or, or anything happen for that. We can ask the questions they can't. We can be their their advocate um, in a way that they they can't do. It's a really tricky dynamic in housing because there are it's an industry that has regulators have a history of regulation through enforcement, um, not the most like you know transparent path in regulation. You know, there's some big players who get smack on the wrist, smaller players who get a smack on the wrist that puts them out of business, small players who get ignored because they're small practices that regulators might not fully understand because it's a really nuanced industry. And because regulation through enforcement has been something that our, you know, our industry has a, uh, a tricky history or finicky history with, um, people don't want to speak up. And like, even the players that are, you know, follow the rules to the best of their ability. Um, if they speak up, uh, they, they put themselves in the spotlight for something that like, you know, they might not be aware that they're like, um, out of compliance in a, you know, a certain area or, um, you know, they have an, have an originator who's gone rogue that hasn't, that information hasn't gotten to corporate yet. So there, there seems to be a, um, a willingness just to stay out of the spot or a desire to stay out of the spotlight. For so many players, the the good and the bad in the industry, which I think, you know, slows the industry down on like really like regulating out the the bad players um, or, or the bad practices, at, at least. And, uh, you know, so I don't envy the job that um, the CFBB and regulators of the housing industry have to have to do. But um, I also don't envy the our audience who has to like, you know, stay in compliance and like keep a, a Hawkeye on these regulations and um, simultaneously sometimes have to look the other way when their competitors are, are crossing the line or, or pushing forward a practice that isn't in the, the good of the consumer. And um, while I think there's like some issues that happen in the industry that you might call like a victimless crime um ultimately those victimless crimes add up and they end up making homeownership less affordable less accessible and um kind of erode the quality of the system that that we believe in and the united states housing market well i think that is a the perfect i, I the perfect example of that to me is the story we just did on lo comp um right where where we uh, interviewed a couple dozen people across the industry and and really tried to shine a light on like something that I don't think the regulators even really understand that much. Um, it's it's pretty nuanced. Uh, without without calling out people and being like, hey, regulators, uh, you know, I mean, that's not what we want to do either. But but just looking at the issue of like, what should this be if it's not in compliance? Should should the law change because this is you know what what is the right thing to do here and what is being done? And so I thought that was a great story that we covered. Um, so let's look at 2024. 2023 was amazing. Um, you were uh, Housing News was named number one mortgage podcast 
huge kudos for that. That was really exciting. I think I recorded the intro for Powerhouse the day I saw that uh, that title. Like this is this couldn't be better. We're going out. We're going out on the top now. Now we got to get Powerhouse to the the top of the rankings. But I'd rather set my sights kind of up where Housing Wire Daily is. Like Top Mortgage Podcast is big, Sarah. But I want Top Business News Podcast. We are just. I know you and I are both like, wow. We where we started and where we're going because it's a hard place to get to. We're up against you know all the big guys, and so um, I think it's just so super helpful to be daily. Daily, we become part of people's um, you know routines. I mean, and what you've done with Daily is built a huge audience of housing professionals, but it's also propelled knowledge into the the enthusiast and the really well-researched consumer. So like now I'm hearing from like real estate agents and mortgage lenders, they, they're like, oh, my borrower or home buyer asked me about this. They heard about it on the Housing Wire Daily podcast. Um, you're reaching such a such a, a large group. It, it comes with a lot of responsibility to you know you know tell stories and report news in a in a way that's not only impactful to the um the geekiest housing professional but but also the you know Susie home buyer who's doing her homework it is super fun well when you look at 2024 i know you've already built out some of the people that you're going to speak to what's your focus for this year with powerhouse like here's the here are the kind of people i want to talk to yeah so i mean pretty straightforward like ceos of top mortgage um firms so originators and servicers uh and ceos of top real estate brokerages will probably trickle in some some home builders some capital markets folks in there but i'm looking to talk to ceos and founders uh that have an incredible story to tell about their entrepreneurial journey and tell it in a way that helps reveal the full picture for housing professionals so they can be smarter leaders and originators and salespeople themselves well, for our listeners out there going like, wow, that's me. That is me. Well, just to Clayton's point about how it often uh, ends up being a great episode, if you reach out uh, directly or if you get to talk to Clayton, and you can always reach him at Clayton at hwmedia.com, just like you can reach me at Sarah at hwmedia.com and, uh, and pitch it or, or reach out and tell us, yeah. tell us why you should be on. And to the, like, the PR professionals listening in, like truly, we are interviewing CEOs and founders of top mortgage origination and real estate firms. So we're, we're um, I know there's some incredibly interesting people in this industry, and uh, and there's a place for them. There, we we do a lot of interviews of executives and professionals in housing, but powerhouse entirely focused on the CEO and founder, and we're really looking for the the most impactful largest players in the industry have a, have a long queue built up for for q1 but um we have 52 episodes to do this year so I'm, I'm excited to see how the the roster fills up throughout the year sarah very excited to see what happens with housing uh, i'm sorry powerhouse did i almost say housing news powerhouse it's the show this formerly year. known as housing news powerhouse <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for being on, Clayton, and walking us through all of that. I, I look forward to seeing what's next. Boom. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to take a minute to rate the show and leave a comment. And make sure to tune in tomorrow for more news and insight.